Welcome to Another Day Above Ground, a show for, by, and about baby boomers. It's the podcast for people who have no idea how to download a podcast. And now, here's your host, Dale Irvin. Thank you, Farad, and welcome all of our baby boomer friends to what's got to be by now your favorite podcast, Another Day Above Ground. We're glad you join us every week, and we try and bring you things that are interesting and, above all, funny. And when I say we, of course, I'm referring to my two partners. First of all, from the uh, from the mile-high city of Denver, Colorado, please welcome Carolyn Strauss. Well, hey, everybody. And actually, I have a question for my two partners and anybody who's listening. So I went to a hot yoga class this morning, and I looked on the app. I have been to 796 of them over the 15 years that I've been doing hot yoga at this place. So I only have four more classes before I hit 800 hot yoga classes. How would you celebrate that? Uh, stop going to hot yoga. Yeah. <laughs> I'd have ice cream. Personally, <laughs> I'd have about a gallon of ice cream. Okay. 800 hot yoga. What do you get out of it other than hot? A, a whole lot of sweat and it just feels so good. No, I'm talking about the yoga. <laughs> Me too. Hey. Yeah, I, I, I wish I, I were talking about something else, but I am not. I, I, I Googled hot yoga, and I don't think that that's what you do, Carolyn. <laughs> okay, Tim, you'll have to show me sometime what you do. And of course, that is the voice of the Aristotle of comedy joining us from Indiana, Tim Slagle. Hey, uh, Joe Biden uh, did a diplomatic error when uh, in Vietnam today, uh, asking if he could stay if he could stay at the Hilton. Oh, jeez! Oh man, it was called the Hanoi Hilton, Carolyn. It was back in the seventies. <laughs> you were in grade school. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what's going to happen to the presidential thing, but you know, it, it's it's scary, and I think this year I may have a chance. Dale for POTUS twenty four. Yeah. So um, <laughs> you'd be the youngest person running. So yeah. <laughs> How sad is that? Oh, Holy freaky. Christmas. <laughs> Well, you know, we've come to that time of the year when summer's over and fall hasn't really taken effect yet because it's still, you know, no, it hasn't, it hasn't snowed yet. It hasn't gotten, you know, below freezing. And uh, it's this time of year when you just uh, kind of ponder what's going to come up with the rest of the year. And one of the ways I know that I like to ponder it is to make jokes about it, you know, because humor and laughter is one of the things that keeps baby boomers going. And uh, I, I think you guys will agree with me absolutely okay. we got an expert yes we do have an expert this week because we wanted to find out just what makes the boomers laugh you know so that we don't miss anything so we found a gentleman who is a boomer his name is james r zingleman he is a comedian and has currently got a new show coming up called boomer humor please welcome james r zingleman hello thank you for having me you're very welcome, James. And these are, uh, of course, our our two uh, uh, my two partners here that you're you're just being introduced to, Tim Slagle and Carolyn Strauss. Hey. Hi, Tim. Hi, Carolyn. Hi, James. <laughs> so, tell me about the. Uh, you know, I, first of all, I got to tell you is I, I looked you up online and I watched one of your videos, and your com comedy videos, very very funny. 
I mean, I, I could watch you all day, but I, you know, I don't have that kind of time. But um, <laughs> you're lying now. <laughs> oh no, my day is taken up primarily by naps, and then you get up from your nap, and it's time to eat. But I found you very, very, uh, very, very funny. So tell me more about what your show is going to be like. Okay, we've done one of these shows so far. I'm going to get into the whole history of it, if that's okay. Please do. Okay. Um, about nine years ago, I had an idea for this Humor for Boomers show. And I had no resources. I was a comedian who spent too much money on socks and things like that. And um, <laughs> then uh, I, I, the pandemic hit, and I had the drum here that's making some noise. I hope it's not making any <laughs> We got We got all kinds of musical instruments in here. Um, I, I started... Uh, I moved back to Denver from Albuquerque after I got divorced and I, and I wanted to do this show, but I just didn't have the, the resources to put it on. And then, um, then the pandemic hit and my, we moved my mother here from Albuquerque. My mother had Lewy body dementia. Well, part of my show is, um, is a, a fundraiser for the Lewy body dementia association. So we give part of the profits to them. And I, let me stop you. I, I like your joke about that. That you said your mother had Louis body dementia and you have ADD. And then it was just looking at the audience that got the laugh. <laughs> no, it's exactly how it was. So, uh, <laughs> so I started uh, caregiving for my mother and um, eventually she went in, as I say in my show, she, we, I, I couldn't take care of her anymore. Um, I did this for four years and I just couldn't, couldn't take care of her anymore. It was beyond my capabilities. So I put her in a home, and um, I felt guilty about that because I have no clue whose home it was. But um, <laughs> <laughs> the door was unlocked, <laughs> and we went from there. Uh, then um, she she was in the nursing home during COVID and into me memory care because Louis' body is weird. Um, you have hallucinations, which is different than Alzheimer's. Alzheimer's gets all the press. Louis body is the second uh, most common type of dementia. So it's like and Alzheimer's on acid. Yes, you have you have visual hallucinations, which you don't have when you have Alzheimer's. So my wow. mother would, would see a little guy that was two feet tall because of radiation in New Mexico. He lived between the walls of the building and would sneak through there. His 300-pound mother lived in the basement and never left a rocking chair. Well, none of this was real. So that's that's how you can tell if someone has Louis body. That's what uh, Robin Williams had, actually. So, um, so anyway, I wanted to raise money after my mother passed away. And she had left us a very little amount of money. She left a whole lot of money to the casinos. But um, <laughs> <laughs> a lot less to those kids. But enough for me to produce the first show. I brought in Robert Mack from Washington, D.C. as one of the comedians. This is called Humor for Boomers and Gen Xers, too. And so we do, we do, uh, it's kind of a crossover. So Robert's a Gen Xer and uh, a couple other people I knew and we did the show um, and it was very successful. We raised a fair amount of money for the Louis Body Dementia Association and we filled the place with boomers and Gen Xers and they got the references. As, as you guys know, young people, I'm, I'm going to do this. I, I wrote this joke a hundred years ago and I can't, I, I do it in front of young people. The joke is basically... My mother always said, um, she always told me, you know, it's all fun and games till someone puts an eye out. Then it's all Sammy Davis Jr. impressions. <laughs> 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 uh, 
young people do not, do not get that. <laughs> well, in today's woke society, many might not even remember who he is. You know, they don't. So that's uh, yeah, that's that's it. So we um. Yeah, there's two levels. There's two levels of uh, millennials uh, understanding jokes. Either they don't get it, or they're offended. Exactly. <laughs> so I decided to go with my audience and produce these shows. We we do it at the Lakewood Cultural Center at the moment, which Carolyn is familiar with, for a couple of reasons. Um, there's plenty of parking. Old people like to park and make it easy. They don't like to walk. Um, it's it's a comfortable theater. We do have an intermission because old people need to pee, and um, it's right across the street from the fire department, just in case. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's an elevator that actually goes from and the parking a... lot up to the theater. Exactly. So we have it all covered. We had several people in wheelchairs and walkers last time, and they had a great time. And we, the comedians had a great time, and I, I hate to call myself a curator, but I think I curated a good show, and I think the next one coming up will be good, too. Cool. So, uh, also, since it's designed for baby boomers, is it over by six o'clock? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Starts at four. It's over at six. <laughs> well, so that's good that you, that you hold it off till four so that they can have time to get dinner first. Yes, that's exactly what I was. I mean, we were like, all the comedians went to dinner afterwards. We we're like, wow, what are we gonna do? What are we gonna do at seven o'clock? <laughs> <laughs> But uh, uh, what was I going to say? Something very important. Oh, oh, how often do you do these shows? You said you've, you've done it before, and this is a, a new one coming up. I did one April 15th. That was the first one, um, which I said featured Robert Mack, Freddie Charles, and uh, Christina Hall and me. Um, and that one was the first show. We sold the, the venue holds 242 on the orchestra with the balcony. It's like. 208 or 380 I think it was or 380 something like that 350 we sold 258 tickets which I think was, was pretty impressive for my first show I've ever done yeah and so I was going to do another one in, in mid-April again but the Lakewood Cultural Center emailed me and said that was one of our more successful shows um you know that they didn't produce I don't know how their shows are that they produce but one of their most successful independently produced shows. So they wanted me to do it again. Just with wow. the Moms Unleashed, they did it with that too. Cool. So. Well, if you have another one, Tim and I would be very interested in being in it. I, my new show is called Codger Wisdom. It's a beginner's guide to aging. And when I have a mixed audience like that, all the old people are laughing and the, and the uh, Gen Xers, I'm scaring the crap out of them. <laughs> said, well, this is what's coming. Well, I'd love you to come, come to it because we, I mean, to be in one of my shows because um, I looked, I went to, I went to uh, Grand Junction, Colorado, which has an older demographic also. And I found a winery there. I found some nice venues, but I found a winery that holds more people. They're very uh, up, open to doing the show and we're going to do one there in April because Getting the Grand Junction from Denver, as Carolyn knows, sometimes you can and sometimes you can't in the winter. And uh, so we're going to plan it for the spring. <laughs> cool. Very James, cool. I've seen Dale's new show. It is hilarious. I mean, beyond hilarious. It would be a perfect set in your show. It really would. Carolyn's okay. also my agent. And <laughs> I, take I don't a give her a commission, Dale. but she's my agent. Nah, she just wants them out in Colorado, that's all. I do. I want you guys both to come out to Colorado and visit me and James. Yeah, we could do the show. And, and uh, 
And Carolyn, right now, as of this moment, you have a comp ticket. Oh, oh wow! Thank as of this you. moment, so you got to redeem it. <laughs> All right, I'm going online right now. They only give me four. Two are gone now. So. Oh, that is so sweet of you. I actually am in town on the, by the way, the 15th of October, 2023. For those of you who are listening, at the Lakewood Cultural Center in Lakewood, Colorado, right near yeah. Belmar. Yes. It Wait, a question, James. This is your show that you're putting on, and they only gave you four comp tickets? <laughs> <laughs> it's how Colorado works, Dale. Uh, I've told you that. They're, they're, they're generous in a way, but not in that way. Uh, but I did have, actually, I had a, a friend of mine from high school, and she just, she just bought two tickets for me to give away, too, So, because she wanted to support the cause, and um, she just lives out of state and can't make it to the to the show, so she did buy a couple. Well, actually, I have six comp tickets. Two are gone. <laughs> okay. Three are gone now. I'm taking it. So, oh okay, yeah, you gone. kids listening out there, you better get on it. Yep. So <laughs> what? Um, uh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, so uh, what my um, priorities have been now are to bring in the right comedians to curate it. I uh, do you know Mark Cordes? Tim, do you? No, I do mm, not. Does not Mark about. does a, a show called The Spouse Whisperer. It's very entertaining. He talks about marriage. He's been married for 35 years. And he talks about that. So he's on the show. And also Chris Fonseca is on my next show. And I don't know if you know Chris. Yes. Yeah, I know Chris. Terrible palsy and a good friend of mine and very funny guy. So we're going to that's that's the three for the next show. Plus, during the when people walk in and during the intermission, I have uh, musicians that play '60s and '70s music. Oh wow! Excellent. That's a Excellent. nice. That's a nice addition. So it, it gets that PBS feel to it too. It does, yes. <laughs> well, also, they stop the show in the middle and ask them to phone up this number and pledge. Well, <laughs> I, could, I could do that part. You know, I've done the begathon on PBS. I've actually hosted a couple of them, so I'm happy to do that for you. So, James, has your ex-wife seen your show? Which one? <laughs> the current show. The current show, yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's funny, Dale. <laughs> None of my ex-wives have seen my my current show. So, How many uh, are there? Three. Um, the last one we won't talk about. The second one's we're still friends, but she lives in a different state now, as does the first one. So um, the state of bliss. Now? Yes, I think so. <laughs> I think all of them are very happy now. So. <laughs> That's good. But go ahead, Dale. You're, you're going to say oh, something. I, I was going to say that when I was uh, when I was looking at your uh, at your website, which is uh, uh, what was it, JamesEngelman.com? Was it's that rusty, it? RustyZ.com. RustyZ.com. Okay, that brings me to my other question. Rusty Z, who is a hypnotist, who I believe is also a character of yours. Yes, more hit than me. Uh, actually drinks alcohol, which I don't do normally. Um, uh, so I do the hypnosis show about... You know, I have another character that appears when I drink as well. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've always called him my evil twin. Rusty Z likes his martinis. So, uh, but I, I rarely drink other, other than when I'm wearing my beret and doing my hypnosis show. Um, so my Rusty Z show, I got into that about 20 years ago. And... Uh, because basically friends told me, you, you can do these uh, post-prom parties at high schools and make 1500 bucks an hour. And I'm like, okay. So I started doing that. But here's the issue. Um, I 
there are a lot of hypnotists out there who just aren't that good, but they're getting work. And I, I, I there's no, I hate to say this because they're going to probably, they might listen, but I don't know. There's nothing to it. It's much, much harder to be a consistent comedian than to be a hypnotist. Much harder. Hmm. To uh, think of jokes, to keep your—I don't keep my act current. My, I don't—I don't do any political or, or anything like that. Very, very rarely. So, I—I um, I try to. Um, but writing jokes is hard. Way I can teach you all. I can teach anybody to be a hypnotist in probably twenty minutes. I can teach somebody to be a comedian in never. That'll yeah, make our friend yeah. Joe Solo really happy because we had him on and he's a, a, he's a mentalist. He's, he's a, a mentalist. mentalist. That's right. different than a hypnotist. That's true. I was hypnotized once. I was working on a cruise ship and as was the hypnotist and they volunteered me to be in his show. And I got to tell you, it was a very unique experience. I knew everything that I was doing, but I didn't care. That's and then when he brought me out of it, it was like I just woke up in the morning. I couldn't sleep until about three o'clock in the morning because I was so full of energy. Hmm. Well, I tell people they can sleep, but uh, yeah, it's 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 a great phenomenon. It's a fun show. I'm not going to say it's not fun to do. It's not. It's fun with the people. I enjoy doing it. But my when I was in third grade, we had to write one of those papers. What do you want to be when you grow up? And I wrote. And this is my boomer thing. I wrote. I want to either be a car customizer like George Barris. I want to work at the zoo taking care of foxes. Or I want to be a comedian like Alan King. Wow. So I got one out of three of them. So I'm not nothing like Alan King, but you know. Now you made me laugh more than Alan King. You didn't say you wanted to be a hypnotist like the guy in the scary movie I saw on Saturday afternoon. Yeah, I never <laughs> so none of your ex-wives ever wrote your read your third grade paper. There are some clues there. I know. Right? <laughs> <laughs> customize cars, but I'd still like to have a pet fox. <laughs> well, who wouldn't, <laughs> really, you know, when you think about it. Yeah. Carolyn, so what he, would you like to ask James about, uh, you know, you guys live in the same town, basically. How and, about and, them Broncos? Oh, 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 oh. Hey, you know, Tim, you're just mean. Tim, that was just mean. Some oh, things never God. change. Oh. Did you go? Did you did you see the opening game? I was supposed to go, but my dog hurt her foot, and oh. she was. Uh, I have two dogs, and she hurt her foot. She had these dew claws that one of them got discombobulated. So I stayed home with my dog instead of going, and had my friend who had the ticket sell the sell the ticket to a complete stranger. So I, but I did watch the game, and uh, I from now on, and most people uh, don't don't agree with me, but from now on, I'm going to start. Every comedy set I do with an onside kick. <laughs> that'll, that'll catch them off guard. It sure will. I know. That always works. <laughs> now, where else, besides doing these humor for boomer shows, where else can people uh, catch you? Well, I've been a uh, regular at Comedy Works for about 35 years. I don't uh, generally headline there unless it's under Rusty Z, but I do sets as James R. Zingelman. So uh, those shows I do a lot of, lately, a lot of um, country clubs and comedy, or not comedy, country clubs and uh, golf clubs. 
just because the age group there is norm is a lot of times older people. Right, right. Kids and, don't golf. What's that? Kids don't golf. They're, they're, yeah, they're, they do. They not do much. out here. Not like, not like, yeah. not like they used to. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think the the group. I just did a show last weekend in the mountains at a country club, and the audience was gray and bald and and beautiful, and we had <laughs> such a great time. I did it with two other older comedians, uh, Dr. Kevin Fitzgerald, who you probably know or have heard of. He's a vet that's a comedian, and he was on Emergency Vets, and uh, Nancy Norton who won the uh, Boston comedy. I know, I know Nancy. Yeah. So we had a great, a great show with a great audience and, and a, the appropriate age group for the audience. And uh, so those kind of things I still do. Um, I'm not traveling on the road doing comedy clubs anymore. It's, I was going to say you could go to Florida and with all of the villages down there, you could have a, a really good time because we've had shows about that and B you could do, <laughs> you could do comedy there. Well, I, I'm thinking about that. I've done some in, uh, some of the same kind of deals in Arizona. Yep. Where, and and that's why I'm doing the next one in Grand Junction. For the, for the main, here's the main reason. I'm not getting. I, I I import at least one or two comedians from out of state because, as you know, in a in any market, you can see people. Why pay? Why to pay to see this guy, this person, this comedian that you just saw, at a comedy club with free tickets? Or a brewery with free tickets, so that's why I bring people in like Mark Cordes. So when I go to uh, Grand Junction, I can actually save some money on the comedians because I don't have to bring anybody in from out of state. We could just drive over the mountains. So um, that's going to be probably my next show after this one, the October show. And uh, I, I like tailoring. I like tailoring a show to a niche. I have always been that way with my hypnosis show and with. My band, the band I was in for years was a, uh, uh, we had, we were called the Borrowed Times. We played 60s music in the 80s. And we were, we were Westward's best dance band. For those of you that are familiar with our alternative newspaper. Um, because, I don't know, I guess I'm a conceptualizer more than anything. I, we all dressed the same. We, we did all 60s music in the, like we should have. And, and it was very, very successful group. So, um, so this this humor for boomers show is kind of like that too. It's for a niche, and it's a, it's a fun niche. And I just love uh, I love the older audiences. And that's us. So you know, you're you're that's everybody you're talking to right now. And <laughs> uh, and and we're always looking for uh, for new stuff. And and as I said in the beginning, we we love to laugh. So anybody that can make us laugh. Is uh, is good because I, I I gotta tell you a lot of the uh, a lot of the new comics don't don't really make me laugh. They some of them make me cringe. And uh, you know, you're bringing up something very important that I wanted to talk about. Uh, good about my show. A friend of mine who's no prude. I, he's been a friend of mine. We were comedians together. He eventually quit comedy to make money. And um, we 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 it's true. Uh, but we're still good friends. Now his his um children on Father's Day several years ago took him to a comedy club uh, to see a comedian that they they knew and they knew he knew that he liked and this person was headlining. Well, the comedy, you never know what mix you're going to get. Right. And um, So he knew what the headliner was going to be, but he didn't know who the other acts were going to be. And he got there with his kids who were, you know, it's a big Father's Day outing. And one of the comedians was just disgusting. 
and offensive. And uh, he was sitting there with his kids. Now he could bring his kids to my show. They might not get all the references, but he will not feel uncomfortable having his kids there with him, his adult children. So. I remember the first time I grew up in Cleveland and the first time that I was headlining a club in Cleveland my, it was the first time my mother came to see me. And my act at the time was very clean, but not so much the middle act who went up in front of me. <laughs> <laughs> I, thought, I thought my mom was going to pass out. Now, now, where were you from in Cleveland? I lived on the west side of Cleveland in old Brooklyn. I, li I, was, I lived at 163rd and Puritus. Get out of here. That's wow. Where I was when I was a little kid. Yeah, I mean, we moved to Colorado when I was six, but I very so we're cool. all from the west side of Cleveland. That's pretty cool. So Very cool. Yeah, and now you're close by to Carolyn, so, you know, it's, it's a full circle. Dale's dad might have, might have delivered your milk. My dad was a milkman, but I don't think he, he might have been over on that side uh, for producer's <laughs> milk. Remember them? I remember the name barely. Well, he had yeah. a milkman, so it very well could have been him. Well, there you go. And you look just like Dale. It's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> the milkman, I think, had a uh, had some extra fruitlers going on there. Not everybody has cash. You know? <laughs> it could be. It could very well be. <laughs> so, James, what's your favorite joke? What's the one that always gets you the biggest laugh with your boomer audiences? Okay, my my famous joke. Should I tell my famous joke? Yes. Okay, my famous joke that's turned into memes. I wrote this joke many years ago, and I had witnesses who were, who were there when I wrote it and did it for the first time on stage. My, my famous joke, and I'm just going to give it away here because people have seen it on memes now and everything, but it's still my favorite and my most famous. Uh, that joke is um, uh, when I was, my favorite birthday was when I was 21 years old. All my friends chipped in and got me a sweater. I would have preferred a screamer or a moaner. <laughs> <laughs> but at least it wasn't a windbreaker. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I'm going to introduce it that way when I use it, saying this is James Ingle's favorite joke. <laughs> you, you wouldn't be the first person to do that. Well, James, where can uh, people get a hold of you? Where can they get more information about you? I know you're on Facebook. I'm going to befriend you. That's how you and Tim got together. So look for my uh, my friending. But where can uh, where can people find out more about you? Well, right now at RustyZ.com has a lot about me and the RustyZ show. I'm also but my I was actually when we're done here, I gotta call my web guy because I was having an issue with HumorForBoomers.com. Oh, really? Which is a name I have trademarked. I put all the money into it and the legal fees and all that stuff. So I'm doing humorforboomers.com. And it's going to be basically, right now, it's just going to be a, a schedule of shows and an email sign-up list. You can also find me on Facebook at James R. Or James R. Zingleman on Facebook. Now, uh, since I Tim's a friend of mine, and it's one of those things, I don't want, I don't like all these friend requests from people. <laughs> <laughs> well, look for mine, because you know, I'm not really you. a person. <laughs> yeah, from people that aren't people. So, yeah, the, uh, that's a good way to follow me. I'm on Instagram. Um, I don't do much there, but put pictures of my squirrels on there. I have a family of squirrels. <laughs> and, Carolyn yeah. puts pictures of her squirrel on there, too, I understand. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what that means. <laughs> I don't. Yeah. I have 
But for those of you who are listening and want to go to James's show, it is at the Lakewood Cultural Center on the 15th of October at 4 p.m. And not only will you get to hear the amazing comedy of James Zingelman, but I'll be there. So for all of you all who are stalking me, that would be a really good place to find me. And that might have been the stupidest thing I've ever done on this show, oh, yeah. you guys. And if you're, and if you're lucky, you might see your squirrel. Hey, I don't know what that means. <laughs> you know, I was literally, my squirrel, Jaja, and I celebrated our first anniversary on Labor Day of being friends and I, I wish I could bring her actually because I have my dogs but I have a pet squirrel and, and it's amazing so um, yes yeah, you're so, a big yeah. hit in big theaters yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> alright James I do have to ask what kind of dogs I have a Chihuini which is a Chihuahua Dachshund mix and I have what they call a Domeranian which is a Pomeranian uh, uh, Dachshund mix so. so Mandy snacks basically well, yeah, I, I used to have big dogs when I was um, younger and could carry them. I had a golden retriever, a couple goldens, other lab-type dogs, and I had a Rottweiler mix for a while. When Honey hurt herself, I had to carry her like half a mile. And when she died, I, I became a foster for a place called Lap Dog Rescue. Aww. I'm going to pimp here because they're a great organization. And my two dogs are two of my foster failures. And I've had them, Jack is 16 and Miranda's 13. And they are by far the loves of, loves of my life. So. I'm starting a similar one. It's called Lap Dance Rescue. And it's for, for dancers who are retiring but really just want to keep performing. So. Well, send them, send them, I got a couple more comps left. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I feel so less special now. Thanks, James. James Zingelman, thank you so much for being with us on another day above ground. We wish you all the success with your upcoming show and, uh, and hope to uh, one of these days we'll all meet up in Colorado. So I hope, uh, I hope to have you on the show. Fantastic. Either that or we'll just all go over to Carolyn's house and you know how that can turn out. So uh, <laughs> There won't be any food, but it'll be fun. <laughs> yeah. I don't cook. <laughs> Thanks That's so fun. much, James. Have a great year. Thank you for having me. All right, kids. Well, it has come to be that time. Again, I still don't know what happened to my bell. I'm going to have to order another one. But it's that time to play our game, the game we play every week based on the best board game ever for baby boomers called Boom Again. It's kind of like Trivial Pursuit, except you really do know all the answers. You just got to think a little bit because they all relate to baby boomers. And each week we ask three questions. And if you answer them correctly, you will win yourself a copy of this game. Now, where would you send the correct answers, Carolyn? would email it to us at anotherdayaboveground.show at gmail.com. Send us your answers, and when you get them right, we'll send you a game. We just sent one out this week, didn't we, guys? Yes, we did. Mm -hmm. All right, here's the three questions from last week along with the answers. So if you're playing along at home, you can score yourself. Uh, what did Bazooka Joe have in common with the man in the Hathaway shirt? He had an eye patch. They both had eye patches. The guy in the Hathaway shirt, the model, and that was, you know, they, they were the only shirt company that did that. And, uh, you know, they, uh, they both wore eye patches. Number two, 
1974, President Ford started wearing a big political button to promote his core economic policy. What did the button say, and what did it stand for? Whip inflation now. Win. That's right, the big win button. I still have one of those in the tiki bar. And our third question from Still have inflation, too. Exactly. Our third question from last week, in the absence of aluminum foil, what did Mom wrap your lunchbox sandwiches in? It was before bags, huh? Before the well, you know, she put them in a paper bag. But what did she wrap the uh, sandwich in? Or it could also be a bag, wax paper, or the wax paper bag. You know, and I remember uh, the and wax paper she... bag. I'm. You must be old, Dale. I I am, Tim. <laughs> that's, that's kind of why we're doing this podcast. I don't think it's a secret. Carolyn's the only one trying to keep a secret. You know? I don't know how that's working. All right, here's our uh, here's our three questions for this week. Grab a pencil, write down the questions, and then get ready to send in the answers to another day above ground show at gmail.com. All right, first question. What was the name of the tablet that kids dropped into water to create instant sparkling drinks? Ooh. In college, we dropped a lot of tablets into water, but yeah, this that's what I was going to say. This one actually made the sparkling drink. Make sparkling it did, drinks didn't make yes. you think it was a sparkling drink. <laughs> a sparkling unicorn drink. <laughs> Question number two. Mel Blanc was the voice of Porky Pig, and he chose a fitting epigraph for his tombstone. What does Mel Blanc's tombstone say? And our third question this week. On Saturday Night Live, Dan Aykroyd and June, Jane Curtin go back and forth in a segment called Weekend Update. After Jane disagrees with him, what famous line does Dan come back with? So if you've got those answers to those three questions, send them in to us at another day above ground show at gmail.com. Or if you say, you know, I'd really like to get a copy of that game anyhow. Carolyn, what would they do? You can go right to boomagain.com, the website for the game, and purchase a game. And on the checkout page, there's a promo code space. Type in 10ADAG, get it, 10, another day above ground, and you will get 10% off your game. Fantastic. Fantastic. Well, kids, that about wraps it up for another uh, another week of podcast fun. So uh, before we go, Carolyn, do you have any final uh, words? I need a drink. There you go. We're all thirsty at this point. Tim, how about you? Just go to timslego.com. Find more about the Tim Slego World Tour. All right. And you have, do you have T-shirts already for the World Tour? No. <laughs> no, wear any t-shirt you have and he'll sign it i'm a, I'm a, I'm a comedian not around. a i'm a, I'm a comedian not a not a merkin mer <laughs> yeah, merchandiser i believe is the yeah. word you're looking for but that's no i was thinking what important. is it called when you sell clothes uh, uh, uh i'm not a haberdasher is that right Wow. Uh, yes, that is an old, old-timey old word, haberdasher. That's right. you got to get a drink to go with it. Exactly. <laughs> the haberdasher's cocktail. It's vodka punch in your hat. So, uh, and then finally, you can go to daleirvin.com, sign up for the Friday Funnies, absolutely at no cost to you, and every Friday I will make you laugh in your email with both a written and a video recap of the weird stories of the week. 
All right. Also, one more thing. Go to our we- our website, anotherdayaboveground.com, and you can read more about us and see all of our podcasts and listen to them. And right now, what I want you to do is go out and enjoy the rest of today because today is Another Day Above Ground. And that's it for Another Day Above Ground. For Dale, Tim, and Carolyn, I'm Farad Muhammad. Thanks for listening. <laughs>